Hi everybody, it's Joey Remini here from seekingbalance.com.au and I'm super blessed today to have Julie Parker with me on the call. And Julie is a modern day priestess. She's a speaker, author, life coach, trainer, magazine editor, podcast host of the Priestess podcast and the founder of the Beautiful You Coaching Academy. So welcome, Julie. Oh, thank you so much, Joey. That's a really mixed bag of lollies, isn't it? <laughs> I know, I know. And so I have the pleasure of knowing Julie personally and just being able to really feel her warmth. And I really wanted to invite Julie to talk about her career in coaching and being someone who trains coaches. That means Julie not only gets to see the journey of someone going through being supported, making goals, having little daily steps and actions and like a, a program and a process, but Julie also gets to see the people who are learning to coach those people. So it's like a pyramid effect. <laughs> and I thought because a lot of people going through the Rocksteady process and the beautiful balance programs that I do, they're kind of getting a taste of a daily program and touching into their heart's desires and thinking what really matters to me. And I very rarely use words like coaching or, you know, and I thought there's a really similar language and similar process going on. And I thought it'd be really great for people to think when my symptoms are no longer a worry for me and I actually get myself back and I can consider myself capable and normal, what next? And I think coaching is a great way of really following forwards, you know, meeting your dreams and finding clarity. So what is coaching? What does it mean to you, Julie? And, you know, what are the benefits? Well, thank you so much for asking those questions, Joey, and for, you know, leading into them in that way, because coaching is, in fact, something that I think can beautifully support any person that might have been undergoing an enormous transition and period of change in their life. Um, often, sometimes, of course, we know these things happen not because we want them to. Mm. <laughs> yeah. They happen because we have a medical crisis or we are made redundant from a job that comes as a complete surprise to us or we have a relationship breakdown mm -hmm. that we never really expected. And so often when things like that happen in people's lives, such as, for example, with the people that you work with that have tinnitus and vertigo, that the onset of that is often something that happens so quickly and so suddenly and the pun <laughs> so terribly but so accurately is it completely knocks you off balance. Yeah. And I feel as though even though I've never experienced these things myself, I can speak a little bit to them because my husband experiences vertigo. Mm. And so I know what it was like for him when he was first diagnosed with this. It really, it was very, very unsettling for him. Mm -hmm. And where coaching can be so supportive for somebody is that, while you're going through that transition and you're in a more action-orientated phase and wanting to create change and shift from that, or when you're out the other side of it and going, well, who am I now mm -hmm. and where do I move to? That's where working with a coach can be so powerful because in answer to your very first question, the simplest way that I can describe coaching, mm -hmm. there's lots of ways to describe it, is it's a process that helps support people go from where they are to where they want to be. So beautiful. Mm. 
And something I really love about integrative medicine and integrative medicine is where the support person, the health professional and the client are equal partners. Mm. So every conversation we meet in the middle, it's never one person saying you should do this and now you should do that. And tomorrow try this. It's always a space of what, what are you feeling you need? What's your body calling for? And how can we fine tune that relationship of listening? And so there's this mutual decision-making and I feel like in coaching, my understanding of coaching is it's a similar process, right? Where it's not the mm. expert top down. All right, go from step one to step two, and, you know, <laughs> but more no. <laughs> that partnership. So do you want to speak a little bit to that? Cause I think some people get very intimidated or lost in the whole concept, but it's actually, I mean, it's so great to have someone on your team as mm. your equal and helping you go to where you want to be. I mean, it doesn't yeah. really get much better than that, does it? Absolutely. And don't we all need people on our team? <laughs> um, we do. And sometimes we do need extra support and help and encouragement. And that's one of the great gifts of coaches is that they're there as a cheerleader for you. But if you want somebody to tell you what to do, don't see a coach. Mm -hmm. um, because really, really good coaches don't tell their clients what to do. Yeah. And they don't even give them advice. Mm -hmm. what they do is as a core skill of coaching and being a really great coach is knowing how to hold space for people and their dreams and desires mm -hmm. and wants and hopes, how to support them and encourage them in a way that's very genuine and authentic, not rah-rah, you know, hollow or empty, but really deep-seated encouragement and belief mm -hmm. and probably most importantly of all from a communication perspective joey the asking of very very powerful shifting and life-changing questions yeah because if you can ask someone powerful questions you can help them to see that they have the answers themselves they just need the right container and environment and question to prompt that discovery inside of themselves. And it's actually really simple when we're in the healing space. So for people who are going through really difficult sensations in their body and they're like, oh, I want to run away from this. I want to get rid of it. I want to medicate it. I want to numb it. Mm. You know, I'm struggling to get out of bed or maintain my partner, my relationships or my job. Sometimes as a neuroplasticity therapist, I have to kind of say, I'm sorry, but there's a question I really need to ask right now. And you don't need to answer it, but I feel like it's a really important question. And do you find that sometimes these questions are hard questions? Oh, yes. Yeah. They are hard questions. <laughs> and you know what? But that's a good thing mm -hmm. because coaches and people such as yourself as well that are working in partnership with people ask questions that we don't normally get asked in our life. You know, coaches should be good coaches, should be asking their clients questions such as, what do you want your life to be about? Whoa. Yeah, that's right. How do you want to feel and show up in your life every single day? Yeah. How much do you love yourself? Yeah. What would you know if you didn't know what you know? Wow, that's that's a... A cryptic question. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes it's a question that's a wonderful question when people say, I don't know. Mm. 
the answer. And I go, okay, well, if you did know, what would you know? Mm. And sometimes people look at me and go, Julie, you're driving me crazy. (laughs) And I go, good. I'm glad because I'm making you think at a deeper, deeper level beyond your brain, beyond your cerebral, you know, front of your head here. And I'm asking you to really drop into your heart and your body Mm. and really think about this question and this answer as being something that you do know yeah. because, in fact, nobody else does except you. This is why I really love connecting with you, Julie, because from a healing point of view, it's quite similar. Like We can't solve our symptoms with our brain. It doesn't matter how many medical appointments you book. It doesn't matter how many questions you ask, how many kinesiology appointments or massages or acupuncture visits or vitamin supplements. If we just keep trying to externally solve our problems and we're on this kind of rat race and goose chase of fix me, fix me, I need solutions, the mind is actually running at a different frequency or vibration to the body and the soul or the heart. Mm. And what I find is when clients really stop and listen and honor that they can actually hear their own answers, ask different questions and get a different answer, that the body, mind and soul or the heart they all tend to sink in and then the healing kicks in. So the biology is responding to that mind, body, soul inquiry, I suppose you would call it. Mm. And actually it can be quite quick. You know, I've seen clients with 30 years of chasing and the mind being disconnected to the body. And then quite quickly they'll drop into this space you're talking about, this kind of heart conversation at that deeper level and things will really change. And so this kind of leads me into my next question which is Mm. you have any personal observations or stories or like shifts and transformations you'd be happy to share with our listeners so you know someone going from a to b and what that might look like yeah look so many stories (laughs) (laughs) i mean i've been coaching now and training coaches this is my 17th year so i was an early adopter in the coaching industry and Mm hundreds and hundreds of clients and hundreds and hundreds of trainees. And I think that every journey is individual and different and special and unique in its own way. But I find that it's often those clients that the, the, the most compelling stories belong to the ones that don't necessarily just get a promotion at work or they, you know, find themselves a hot husband or, you know, <laughs> um, they achieve something like a renovation in their house and all those things are meaningful goals to some people and that's fine. But to me, the real, the really extraordinary stories are those people that made a commitment to work at a deep soul feeling-based embodied level and they came to a coach saying do you know what I actually think my relationship with myself is pretty poor and this is something that I really want to explore or I am completely disconnected from my body I am burning out all the time I don't seem to be able to see the signs and symptoms of what's going on I'm in a really bad cycle Or I have some really significant fears around my worthiness, Mm -hmm. my ability to be seen or my fear around not being seen. 
Mm. And I often find that it's those clients that are really vulnerable and really willing to, to step into a space with somebody and say, I'm open. Mm. I'm really open and I want to be guided back to myself. And I know you can't do that guiding back to me. I've got to do it. But will you walk beside me? And, and will you help me uncover this? They're the, they're the most significantly wonderful stories and shifts, I think. I totally relate to that because in my private therapy program, which is six months, mm. it's very similar because people are having to completely change the way they see themselves, the way they feel in their body, and the way they bring self-kindness into their inner dialogue and support that part of them that is very vulnerable. And I often find that it's not rocket science, right? You know, a lot of this stuff is profound and simple, yet it's not easy. So it's like just creating that one hour a fortnight to like click play or be in your body or be in a coaching kind of call, a therapy call. I find the momentum and the commitment makes a huge difference when I compare that to clients I may have seen years back who would come in every now and then with questions and problems and then disappear again. And so there wasn't that sense of continuity because mm. reality is, is yeah. some of these changes, well, certainly in neuroplasticity, you can't necessarily change the brain overnight. It's something no. that takes daily practice, insight, awareness, kindness, and really shifting new pathways to build, which will change the way you see the world and experience the world. Yeah. So it's that oh. slow commitment yes. and building. And having Absolutely. someone meet you. Mm, it's I the think. work, Joey. It's the work. What you're yeah. talking about there is the, the active conscious um, work. Um, and you're so right. You know, people don't, as an adult, come to a coach and say something like, I really need to work on my relationship with myself because they've been having or thinking that they've been having issues with that for five minutes. Yeah. Um, by the time somebody recognises and realises that and makes a commitment to change, they've likely been feeling that way for years, mm, possibly even decades or since they were a child or a teenager. Most often it's since we were under seven. Yeah, exactly. The pattern start. Exactly. So these things do not shift overnight and they do take a commitment to change. And ultimately, in the end, there's only so much of that we can do in our mind and we can reprogram and retrain our thoughts and do all sorts of wonderful things around our thinking and emotions. But it also requires action. It's rubber hitting the road sort of thing. You know, it takes... Uh, <laughs> actually shifting and changing something and, and sometimes many things. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. And so I'm just thinking for the listeners out there, I could imagine some people might be thinking, Oh, I'm not positive enough. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not a cheerleader. Like, and they're, they're immediately kind of excluding themselves from being um, potentially up for this. And I'm just thinking, you know, if someone was a little shy lacking some clarity and so maybe for example they have just gotten through a significant health trauma and they're back to this place of normal and they might be feeling a little numb or a little lost what would you be suggesting to someone in that position who's 
got their two feet on the ground. They're no longer needing therapy. They're not in that kind of sick, diseased space. Mm-hmm. And so now they're looking at really blossoming in the world and they're frightened maybe. What would you suggest for somebody like that? Well, the first thing that I want to say and reassure anybody that is like that or is feeling like that, that when I say coaches are wonderful cheerleaders (laughs) and encouragers, that doesn't mean that they're out there waving (laughs) pom-poms or that they're highly extroverted or going to be really in your face. And we say this to people that are thinking about training with us and or training with us all the time, Mm -hmm. Coaches are as diverse as people themselves and therefore they are introverted, extroverted, ambiverted. They are bright and vivacious. They are also quiet and reserved. And every type of presentation and characteristic in between. And so for anybody that is a little bit more reserved and quiet, feeling very unsure, there is a coach out there for you. And there is a coaching process that is out there for you as well. And if that means that you respond better in an environment that is much softer and more nurturing as opposed to a coach that might be more um, of an accountability, fiery go-getter, then that's exactly what you can find. Don't prevent yourself from seeing a coach or doing something like this just because you think you won't be able to find somebody that will get you. Actually, I can personally speak to that because when I was working at the Iron Ear Hospital and seeing thousands of clients with dizziness and tinnitus come through these amazing elite medical systems and they were kind of being sent home with maybe antidepressants or anti-anxieties and the medical world was saying, look, we know you're not dying. We can't explain everything, but we've done everything we can. Mm. So people are walking away feeling a bit frustrated and at a loss. And I was thinking, gosh, there's so much more we can do to help these people. And it took me 10 years to get the confidence up to start my own business and really invest in myself and believe in myself and follow that idea, follow that desire. Mm -hmm. And I found mentors who were very soft. They never told me what to do. Like there was a lot of beautiful listening and it was just, it was very delicate. And so I had these mentors who really met me in that gentle, delicate space. And I don't think I realized how lucky I was until occasionally you meet people who might be a bit in your face and telling you what to do. And I'm like, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't work for me. And it's Mm -hmm. not that it's right or wrong. It's just finding people who can hold you and believe in you and also perhaps give you a a little reminder if you're going off track, starting to spin rubbish. Mm -hmm. That can all be super gentle. And oh, I know, yes. mm. and that's definitely my way of holding space too. It's all about just gently meeting yourself even at the blockages or the fear and the anxiety and just sitting with the panic and sipping a cup of malt tea, chamomile tea, you know, mm. being with it. And, yeah, I can say that this process of holding space for other people is so humbling and so beautiful to see their transformations. Yeah. And also as someone who's experienced being held and having mentors, I'm so grateful. Like, you know, I would not be here where I am today. And have you had coaches for yourself, Julie, getting to where you are running this business? And Yes. There you go. 
Oh my goodness, yes, and I still do. I've worked yeah. with many coaches myself and in fact make a commitment to work with one every year. Yeah. Uh, and every year for me it's very different. Like one year um, it may be a business coach um, or I've also worked with a PR and media coach before. Right. I've worked with a public speaking coach and I've worked with a body image coach, a health coach, a spirituality coach, and so many different other types yes. of people. Um, I truly believe in investing back in myself because that makes me a better trainer. It makes me a better person. It's also a really beautiful and wonderful experience for me as well. And I constantly want to be a student. I totally agree. And yeah. every year I do things to just be slightly in my discomfort zone and just edge <laughs> myself a little bit and to meet new facets of life. Yeah. And on that note, I would love you just to summarise a little bit what being a modern-day priestess means to you. Mm. The simplest way that I can describe it is being a modern-day priestess is being in spiritual service to people. Uh, it's about being a spiritual leader of my own definition and helping other people find whatever that leadership and that spiritual path is for them. Mm. And so for me, spirituality is my relationship to myself mm. and my relationship to the world around me and how I play move between my inner and outer worlds, creating elegance there and it, could you summarise in a minute or so what the spirituality word means to you, Julie? Mm. Well, it's definitely connection to self and to me it's connection to source. Yeah. My relationship with spirituality is all about understanding that I am a divine being who mm. has a body mm. um, and I'm walking this earth, but that also I'm an infinite soul. Yeah. And there are many parts of me that have come before and will come after. And so I'm looking, my spirituality is about looking to explore that relationship with myself, but also all connection to source, the earth, the goddess, God, uh, angels, animals, so many different things that make up the beautiful world and space that we live in that we can see and also and that see. we can't see. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I just want to close by saying, you know, we are all connected. We're sharing this planet and it doesn't really matter what you believe in. Every time you work on yourself, I really hope that you feel those benefits mm -hmm. and I know that the whole world is receiving them. So when you're healing in yourself and you're investing in your desires, your dream, your heart, your goals, and you're committing to that process, you are impacting on the global world. Yes. Starts at that local level with your family, your partners, your children, etc. But it really does ripple out. There's such a healing emotional aspect and spiritual aspect that we can't see and touch, but it's there. And I think people like Julie and I, we're, we're seeing it, we're feeling it. Mm, most and, definitely. Yeah. And if you're kind of not sure yet, that's okay because we're all different, right? Absolutely. So, <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> so true. And I love our diversity. Mm, so, Julie, thank you so much for your time 
And I want to encourage anyone who wants to learn more about Julie Parker to visit the beautiful youcoachingacademy.com. And I'll put a little link at the bottom of this call. And there's just so much out there for people to learn more. And it all starts with little baby steps. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening. And from my heart to yours, Julie, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Joey. Pleasure.